And we're back with the Surreal Shore production. We're talking Teen Mom 3 today, episode 3. Here I have with me my co-host, Justine from the Shore Store. How you doing? So good, so good. I'm so excited that we're back doing this, growing up fast. Yeah. So we're just at the end of like Thanksgiving weekend. I know a lot of people that were recording on Monday. A lot of people had to go back to work today. You, this wasn't Thanksgiving weekend in Canada, right? No, our Thanksgiving is in October. Okay, all right. So, is the holiday season already kicked off for you? Are you into this time of year? Um, I wanted to put my tree up like two weeks ago. I have no idea why I haven't yet. Um, but I like Christmas, I think everyone likes Christmas. Um, but not as much as Halloween or anything like that. Like, I don't really Mm -hmm. care that much about it. I'm not one of those, like, I have to watch all of these movies or anything like that, but I will throw on a Christmas movie or two. Okay. I'm turning into more of one of those people. Halloween is my favorite. But I also think it's because you have a kid. Like, I think if you have kids, it seems like it would be such a fun time because they're all excited that Santa came. Like, that's a whole different thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I want to make Christmas magical for her. However, like, as we've started to, like, plan shopping and plan our lists, I'm just like, there's a lot of shit we don't really have to do yet. Like, we're not going to do Elf on a Shelf. My kid's one and a half. She'll be two in March. So it's like, "Eh, I don't got to do that. And it's like, we can get away with one gift from Santa. And I never want to, like, pile Santa gifts on my kid. I don't think that's fair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I do I do want to make it special for her, but I do we were talking before we started recording, like I love all the Grinch movies. Um I've never seen Krampus, actually, I don't think. Oh, Have it's you? so funny. Is it? Okay. I can't remember if I've seen that or not. But no, I I'm trying to get more into it and I am enjoying it. Uh what else do I like? The snow <laughs> global warming um it snowed really good here about a week ago and it's like gone now and i'm like it's december like tomorrow (laughs) like it's it's crazy yeah it snowed last saturday here in the evening but it wasn't really the snow that was like sticking to the ground so although it Mm -hmm. looked like a complete blizzard outside the next day there was like half an inch maybe um Mm -hmm. but buffalo snowed like seven feet or something so the bills had to move their game to detroit which that's like so crazy that all that happened um but yeah that's that's insane how much it snows there because of the lake effect wild i thought about joking and sending you a text being like man minnesota really left a mark on buffalo didn't they (laughs) because of fucking blizzard right after we won uh were you planning to go to detroit or was that kind of an impromptu well the game was last minute right so it was like the game's going to be this day and the tickets go on sale at this time. And because the game was so last minute, the tickets were like dirt cheap. Um, When this season, it's been insanely expensive to go to a Bills game. Like you're talking almost 300 US just to sit in the nosebleeds for one ticket, like crazy. Um, So these were 30 US for like close seats. So we had like 20th row behind the Bills bench. So we were pretty close like on the 50 yard line ish area um pretty sweet so um yeah so it was just like we have to take advantage of this opportunity it's only a three hour drive from us where buffalo's like an hour okay 
Yeah, I remember you had talked about how you wanted to try to go to at least one game per season, so I wasn't sure if that was the one you were going to go to, and they were like, eh, it's in Detroit now, and you're like, fuck, and you had to pick up and, you know, head there or what. I know how that worked. Yeah, I'm still hoping to go to Orchard Park. Hopefully I can go to, like, when New England is in town, because that's always, like, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I think of Detroit, I always think of, I can't remember if it's Scary Movie 3 or 4, when... Uh, the 8 Mile stuff? No! Um, when... Uh, oh, shoot. What's her name? What's... uh, Cindy? Regine. No, Brandy? her best friend. Huh? Brandy? Is that her name? Is it Regina... Shoot, shoot. I can't remember her name in the movie. Anyway, when she's showing Cindy, like, here's Detroit... Here's Detroit after the attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing with the alien attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. I thought it was Brandy. No, it's not. Brenda. Brenda. Thank Brenda. you. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, I just can't. I can't even believe. Like, what if the Bills and the Vikings go to the Super Bowl? Because that would we're be so crazy. Magical. I know. That'd be crazy. We- We'll have to plan something real good if that happens. We'll see. Von Miller got injured, so that's huge. So we'll see. I know people don't care, so we should just not talk about this on air. <laughs> yeah. We'll save that for the uh, Team Mom live watch stream on YouTube yeah. <laughs> to talk about football. Uh, yeah, we're talking Team Mom 3 today, Team Mom 3 episode 3. Um, This was a really good episode, I thought. Last one was kind of slower, but I feel like it definitely picked up at this one. What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. I feel like I have a lot of opinions. There's a lot of funny scenes. There's a lot of serious scenes. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of scenes where the fourth wall should have been broken. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I feel like Katie was actually Debella DeBall in this episode. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. I would say Joey was Debella DeBall as well. Yes! <laughs> uh, like, Alex brought it, as she always does, but definitely there was more fire going on in Katie's segments. Um, And everyone overall had pretty good segments, I think, here. We get a pretty big appearance from... uh, Gosh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking already. What's uh, Mackenzie's mom? Angie. Angie. We get an Angie appearance, which isn't good. Um, But yeah, it was interesting to see. Because, like, I've never been huge on Angie, and I don't want to, like, speak ill on the dead or anything, but I never thought she was that great of a person. And I didn't think she treated Mackenzie very well. No, this this stuff with her is insane. Like, you're not allowed to get on birth control because that means you're just going to be, like, fucking your boyfriend that you already have a baby with. Like, And that's literally the point of birth control. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into... So, Mackenzie was on first, so we'll go ahead and leap into her first. And we open up at Mackenzie's house, and she tells us how Josh decided that he's not going to be moving into her parents' house, but he has been staying one night a week to help out with Gannon. Mm-hmm. However, Angie makes them sleep in separate rooms because she doesn't want them to have sex. So, I don't know. When I was a kid... Like, even when I was, like, 18 and I had a boyfriend, like, I'm trying to think, actually. I think my mom did let him sleep in my room. 
So never mind. That was just a whole thing I was going to say. My mom never let me have boys in my room, but I also like didn't. I don't know. What do you think of this? Do you think it's dumb because they already have a baby or like? I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I think I would just have a really serious talk with Mackenzie and Josh, actually. It's not just on Mackenzie for this shit. Birth control shouldn't only be on the girl. Uh, But I think I would just tell them the importance of being safe. And, you know, if this were to happen again, if she were to get pregnant again, like, it's not going to be the same round two, you know? Like, then shit's really going to be real. Yeah, I just... I I think it's stupid. Yeah, I think when you have a baby with somebody, and obviously I don't know this from experience, but I feel like shouldn't you guys kind of have to be in the same room because you have to, like, see who's going to get up and, like, discuss that before it happens? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you uh, really can't plan for it. We <laughs> came home the night, like, we came home from the hospital, and we had this whole plan of, like, we're going to all sleep in the same room. And my kid was getting up every 30 minutes. Like, by the time I would get her put down and everything and I would lay down, she would start to cry again. And then we just figured out after a couple days it was easier if one of us stayed up all night with her. And then my husband stayed up during the day with her and I would sleep and that worked out better. And I think it took, like, three weeks before we were able to, like, really settle into a we-all-sleep-at-the-same-time routine. Oh, my God. But, yeah. That's it's fucking crazy brutal, to dude. Me. Oh, and your emotions are all over the place. I was crying 24-7 and my tits hurt. It was that time. Like, I can never hold it against any new mom if they're having any sort of mental health issues because it was so dark for a few weeks there. It's just, you can't control literally anything that's going on. And that's the worst feeling. That's so crazy. I can't even imagine. You should try it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And people also say, like, I think I commented this on um, about Ashley on Girls Night In this week, how she's like, once you have a baby, you like never sleep the same as deep as you did before ever again, because you're you always have that like you can never get into a deep sleep because you're always Mm -hmm. like worried about them low key in the back of your head. Like, yep, absolutely. That's crazy. Yep, that is how it works. Um. So yeah, they're sleeping in separate rooms, and Josh and Mackenzie talk, and she brings up to him, so we already have a baby, but we don't want any more, so do you think I should maybe get on birth control? (laughs) Josh is like, That's exactly how she said it, though. Like, that's... God! And the way that she was looking, like... It was like a 12-year-old girl who is talking to a boy for the first time in their life or something. Like, she couldn't look at him directly in the face. Like, it was very uncomfortable. It is crazy to me that these two people have a baby together. Mm-hmm. It's scary. I had, to keep, I had to keep reminding myself that she's 17 and 17-year-olds are stupid, but Mackenzie is extra stupid, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just like, yeah, I guess, I. I guess that'd be a good idea. I don't know. And um, she's worried about telling her mom. She doesn't know how to bring up the whole birth control thing to her mom. And she's 17. Does she have to? Like, I mean, no, she doesn't because like she does go to the doctor without her mom knowing like her mom doesn't find out till after. But like mm-hmm. it to me, I just cannot even fathom 
like not having a mom when I was a kid that I could just talk to about that that's crazy because that her mom is like so judgmental on her okay I'm glad you said that because I was gonna ask if you ever had to have this conversation with your mom like I was on birth control as a teenager and like Mm because my mom was always like you know if you have a baby I'm not gonna like help you and mm-hmm. so you're going to be on birth control because that's like the sane thing to do. So to to me, watching Angie is just like craziness. I just don't understand her thinking at all. I really wasn't like sexually active until I was like, like 19. I was always the like everything but girl. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it wasn't until. Does that include best- anal? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Soaking? No. <laughs> it wasn't until my best friend Jess, who I know was listening, we were hanging out with my mom at her house, and my mom made a comment about how she's like, your boobs are like extra big. And my best friend was like, Jess, she was like, yeah, they've been a lot bigger ever since you got on birth control. <laughs> and my mom just looked at me and I was like, uh, yeah, 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 that's a thing. <laughs> so never really had to have that conversation my mom always she worked in family planning when I was pretty young so I knew about all the different methods of birth control really early which I think was good but guys didn't like me so it wasn't a problem <laughs> mm. <laughs> so best birth control there is is just being ugly I feel uh, like 19 is a good age to lose your virginity though like, I was, like, 16, but looking back on my life, I wish I was, like, closer to 19, 20. I go back and forth. It's, like, I don't know. It's it's shitty because I look back on a lot of, like, relationships, quote-unquote, I would have with guys. And they pretty much all ended because I wouldn't have sex with them. I mean, literally, like, the guy I lost my virginity to, like, I'll straight up say this. I don't care. Like, I knew I knew I wasn't in love with him like Mm -hmm. he was like my summer fling or whatever at the time and Mm -hmm. it was literally because and this is why teenagers are so stupid all of my friends had already had sex and that's Mm -hmm. all that they would talk about was like having sex with their boyfriends so I felt like I had to do it too and like that's so stupid looking Mm -hmm. back on it you know like I wish I had done it with somebody that I actually like ended up being in like a long-term relationship with I guess but at the same time it's like eh, who cares at the same time you know (laughs) well speaking as someone who did lose her virginity to someone she was in a long-term relationship with I don't really think it fucking matters (laughs) right exactly like who cares Uh, yeah no I was when my friends started losing their virginity in like early teens I was the girl like clutching her pearls like (gasps) sexually active (laughs) in my town (laughs) that's funny Uh, yeah so Mackenzie goes over to her friend's house and has the same conversation she jumps on her friend's bed and is like it's so much fun jumping on your bed now now that I'm pregnant brush over the fact that she just literally hands Gannon off to her friend's mom like I feel like this happens numerous times throughout this episode it's just like here's the baby and it that's just like a weird thing that's been happening in Teen Mom 3 that I never noticed before the babies just get handed off. They're handing them off to store employees, uh, 
Yeah, strangers. The only person who literally, like, always has her baby on her at all times is Brianna. Yeah. And if it's not, it's maybe Brittany. And Brianna's still in the room. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. 100%. It's weird. No. (laughs) But yeah, she's like, it's so much fun to jump on your bed now that I'm not pregnant anymore. And it's like, is this something 17-year-olds do? (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, they're talking about how she's going to bring up the whole birth control thing to her mom and her friends just basically like, yeah, good luck. Have fun. Her friend like asked her if she's done it since she's had Ganon. And then she just has this huge smile on her face and looks over and she's like, I haven't been on birth control. And it's like, okay, so that means yes, you have. Absolutely. They pulled out, but you know that like josh's pullout game is so weak yeah you know they had like some sort of scare or something or she had to like get plan b or something and then she's like fuck i need to go on birth control Mm Hmm. but uh yeah Mackenzie decides to go to the doctor on her own and she visits jack doni md (laughs) and watching this scene i was just wondering if there's ever going to be a time where we go to the doctor and don't have to wear masks anymore not that i'm against it or anything but i'm just like this is weird to see (laughs) Mm -hmm. even when i've gone to see my ob it's like we're still wearing masks yeah i know i always forget i remember i was at in the summer i was at the eye doctor and i didn't realize it yet that you still had to wear a mask and i was like so annoyed Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just one of those things yeah but they talk birth control and they decide on the iud I want something that won't mess with my blood sugars. Yeah, and he's like, that's going to be the least, the thing that least affects your blood sugar. And she does say, like, if she were to be put on the pill, that she thinks she would mess up a lot. And and the doctor is like, yeah, you know, the thing about the pill is you have to take it every day. And I'm like, yeah, that's the only thing about the pill. You have to take it at the same time every day. And, like, Mm -hmm. every single teen mom has the exact same excuse on this show. It's like, I I think I would just forget to take it. Like, Kale has said that. Chelsea has said that. And it's Mm -hmm. just, like, literally set an alarm on your phone. Set a daily Mm -hmm. alarm. It takes two minutes. It's not that big of a deal. They act like, I don't know. It's like, how do you have a kid but you can't forget? You forget to take a pill at the same time every day Mm -hmm. i used to say the exact same thing like if i were to be on the pill i'd have six kids by now and then (laughs) after (laughs) i'd be on tv basically um after i had my kid i did go on a progesterone only pill and i was able to do it i only had one screw up and it was when i went out and got drunk karaoke back in june and woke up the next day, I'm like, fuck, did I take my birth control? Because, like, the label with the days of the week had came off. Mm. So I was like, fuck, I can't get pregnant again. <laughs> and I didn't. Um, I thought you were going to no. say you pulled a Kayla Sessler and threw up. Threw it up. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. Which... I remember the girls on Team Mom Trash Talk saying this when that episode happened. Like, if you're puking, why are you fucking? <laughs> if you have the flu, Fair. why are you having sex anyway? <laughs> Gross. Fair. Ugh. But, uh, no, I think the IUD is great. I did have it. I just hated the process of getting it in and out so badly. I don't think I can ever do it again. Ugh. You've never had it? I've never had an IUD, no. Okay. 
doctors love the IUD. I feel like on this show and every time I've talked to a doctor, it's always the first thing they go to. I don't know if they get a bonus every time they put one in you or if like it's just because it's so low maintenance for everyone involved. Yeah. But yeah doctors love their IUDs. Because with the shot, like how often do you have to go get the shot? Three months. Yeah. And the IUD, it's just like too. one and done. Five years. Because even with doctors, at least I can speak for my own. Like, they have to keep filling your prescription every, like, three or four months. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, while this is going on, Josh is practicing lassoing bulls, I guess. Because <laughs> this is his passion, is bull riding. Mm-mm. And he's talking to his friend, who is as equally as a mouth breather as he is. And he's talking about, like... So, Mackenzie's getting on birth control. Do you think that's going to be weird? Like, staying over there? And Josh is like, yeah. Probably. (laughs) And it's like, I guess I get it. Like, you don't want to be at someone's house with the parents worrying about you banging while you're there. But, I don't know. Like you said, they have a kid together. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, it's it's such a bizarre situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Mackenzie gets the IUD put in and she (laughs) leaves the room and sits on a bench in the hallway of this doctor's office and proceeds to send Angie a text just saying, hey mom, I just got the IUD, period, and sends it. (laughs) I feel like the producers probably told her to do this, like almost maybe thinking or hoping that Angie would be like, don't even bother coming home tonight. Right? Or something. It looked like the text was already, like, pre-done. Like, she just opened up her text app or whatever, and it was already done, and she sent it to her. Yeah. One of the producers wrote it for her while the doctor was inside of her. Oh, God. (laughs) Speaking as someone who's had that process done twice. Oh, God. And I've had a kid, but it still irks me. I hate anything with a... um, the speculum anything with that i fucking hate i can't stay. i mean i've never gotten one of those put in but i've obviously gotten millions of uh paps and millions that's <laughs> i don't know once a year for however many years too many tampons are leaving all up in <laughs> too many beauty blenders it feels like millions um and that sucks every time it never gets easier you know no it really doesn't uh but Mackenzie heads back to the house to face her mom and she goes in and first picks up Yannin out of his crib. Which, and didn't help. Angie just say she was trying to put him to sleep? And then so he's like kind of half asleep and Mackenzie just goes and like wakes him up again. She's like, hey, Yannin, are you awake? And like the lights, turns the light on and everything. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that like the number one rule? You don't wake a sleeping baby or an almost sleeping baby. I learned Pretty that from much. friends. Yeah, I remember, not to bring it back to this, but when I was, like, a week in and I was, like, finally getting a few hours of sleep at a time, and we had told a nurse, like, yeah, she slept for three hours straight. And the nurse told us, like, oh, she probably shouldn't be sleeping for that long yet because she needs to eat more often. And it was, like, my world just crumbled before my eyes because I was so happy to have, like, two hours straight of sleep. And the nurse was just like, yeah, no, you need to wake her up and feed her more often. And my kid was a big baby. Oh, so it was just like, my ah. God. I know. 
So they do tell you, especially if your baby loses weight right away, that you are supposed to wake them up and feed them. But no, after that, fuck that. Let them sleep. If they're sleeping, they probably need it. And if you're going to wake your kid up, like if they wake up overnight to eat or get their diaper changed, you're supposed to make it like as uneventful as possible. Like leave the lights off. Don't talk to them. So they know like, oh, this isn't fun time. Like I'm going back to bed after this. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yes. Maybe that's why Ganon is such a shithead. And it's like, if the baby's hungry, like, wouldn't it be crying? I feel like if it's sleeping, it's because it needs to sleep, like you said. I don't know. Yeah, you'd think so. I don't know. Those, like I said, those few weeks after were such a whirlwind of emotions. Ugh. I couldn't help but notice, speaking of things you're not supposed to do with a baby, Ganon has, like, everything he owns in that crib with him. And <laughs> it's just so crazy how this was only, what, ten years ago, and... Stuff like that has already changed so much. Like, my crib as a baby had bumpers. It was full of shit. And now they basically want babies to sleep on, like, a concrete slab. And that's it. They don't want anything in the crib with the baby anymore because of SIDS. Oh. Yeah. But, like, Ganon's diapers are in there. His wipes are in there. His lotion. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, a machete. It's all in there. (laughs) A lasso. (laughs) Did you notice this mannequin doll head behind Angie when she was talking to Mackenzie in this scene? No. There was like a literal like beauty school mannequin doll head with a wig huh. on it or something. Did Angie do hair? I have no idea. Huh. That's interesting. It was it's creepy like though. That, it's like that creepy Halloween doll that shows up from Leah's segments that belong oh, to the girls's. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Amber's dolls. Those her, like, two. Couch dolls. Those are creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm, the, like, Albert Einstein and whatever. In Amber's oh. past life, she was very much, like, a gypsy, like, tarot card reader or something like that. Careful. Careful. Because, <laughs> like, those cat-eye sunglasses she wears, <laughs> headband, and, like, those dolls. I don't know. It's all coming together for me. That's what Amber th- wishes she was in her previous <laughs> life. That's what she's trying to give for sure. Yeah, with like. But her, this um... chick also went to prison too. Like she was yeah. also like a prison babe. Like don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, her caftans. Well, I mean, if we're talking gypsy here, I mean, prison. My big fat American gypsy wedding. Mm-hmm. Gypsy sisters. That all gets tied together. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie goes to talk to Angie, and I really hated Angie in this scene. She says to Mackenzie, well, I don't want to be up all night, so I guess let's just talk. Talk to me about what you did. That's like, she didn't do anything. Like, she's protecting She herself. did the right thing. She did. It's it's like, hey, Angie, no offense. Like, I'm trying to respect that you're religious and whatever, and you obviously wanted your kid to wait until they were married to have sex. That Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But it's like... This is why Mackenzie got pregnant as a teenager, because of Angie, because she couldn't talk to her or, you know, anything like that. Like, it's just so frustrating and just, uh, I don't know, I just, I understand you're religious or whatever, but you have to put like realism above religion, I guess, if that makes sense. Right, I agree. And I understand how if it's Angie's house, which this is, she does have a say in what happens under her roof. However, 
you're eliminating a lot of possibilities by your daughter being put on birth control, who has a boyfriend, a long-term boyfriend, and the father of her child. So it just makes sense, like, logistically. Mm-hmm. And she acts so betrayed that her daughter got, like, she chose to put herself on birth control. Mm-hmm. And Angie is like, well, you told me you were going to be abstinent, which is great, but you decided to go on birth control, so is this just an excuse for you to have sex whenever you want to? And it's like, that's exactly what birth control is for. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but it's like, I don't know. It's just such a stupid way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And Mackenzie's biggest thing here is she just doesn't want her mom to be disappointed in her. Like, Angie's like, well, if you think you made the best choice, then have some confidence. Like, don't be nervous about it. Be proud of it. And she's like, well, I don't want you to be mad about it. And it's like, God. Yeah. Girl, you don't need your mom's approval. Like, I get you live there, but it's like, get a job. Get your man to get his head out of his ass, which I, you know, spoiler, he doesn't. But it's like, get a job, move out with your baby, and you don't ever have to talk to your mom about this stuff ever again if you don't want to. By the way, R.I.P. Angie. Um, (laughs) Bad people die, too. Uh, Yeah, no, straight up. It's it's sad. This is actually, I feel, the one time where I actually like when Dr. Drew's a condescending fuck is when he's, like, talking to Angie about (laughs) how birth control works. (laughs) On this reunion? I don't know if it's this reunion. I'm trying to remember because I know I watched, like, all of this season and the reunion, but I'm trying to think if, like, I finished the reunion because I know it's in two parts at least. Or if it was in the 16 and pregnant reunion. I can't remember. Okay. Sure. I I haven't watched both in so long. I can't wait to watch either of them. Ah, Angie. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where this episode ends. You know, her and Angie, like in the ending credits scene, are just staring at each other in the living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I was going to mention too, uh, one of the biggest thing that kind of irks me about Angie is it's kind of a commonly known thing in the teen mom fandom why Mackenzie is still with Josh. Because I guess before Angie passed, she had told Mackenzie how she really wanted to see Mackenzie and Josh make it work. You know, they were married. She, she doesn't believe in divorce. And that's part of the reason why Mackenzie stayed in that shitty relationship so long. So mm-hmm. that's all. Well, they're broken up now, and Josh's new girlfriend looks exactly like Mackenzie. She's like Mackenzie, and Mackenzie hasn't aged well. We've talked about this. This woman looks like a more mature version of Mackenzie. I don't want to say an older version, mm-hmm. but like she's she looks like Mackenzie, but more put together, and like she's taking care of herself a little more. Yeah, she does. It's uh, it's wild. Mackenzie I- is trying very hard to get back into the teen mom thing did you see what she said she's like i've never heard of these young and pregnant girls but i guess they have a lot to say i didn't see that but i saw that uh, kayla called her boring and was like i hope at your age i'm boring too and they're four years apart (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) um i just wish that brianna like spilled some tea about teen mom three or something like, like, I wish she said something like, oh, a lot of people don't realize or don't remember, like, Mackenzie and I did Teen Mom 3 together, and, you know, she could have told a story about her or something. I don't know. 
they probably really didn't talk much or like see each other much because there was only one season of this show. Well, they did that after show. I still haven't seen it. Oh, I forgot about that. They did the after show. The re- I don't know. They always make it seem like they all hang out at the reunion. So Right. Maybe they didn't because yeah, we- it was only their first season together. Maybe it mm-hmm. takes them a couple seasons to loosen up. I don't know. A different lifetime if Teen Mom 3 would have continued. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I wish. Well, we, we probably should save her for last, but I do want to get into Katie. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited for Katie. so excited. Let's do it. Okay. So we open up with Katie hanging out with her friend and her mom on her couch, and she's showing off her rang. And it just made me think of when Adam gave Chelsea the rang for her birthday, and she just kept showing it off to everyone. <laughs> Being like, look, I'm engaged. <laughs> yep. And uh, her sister looks exactly like Gracie, like uh, uh, Aaliyah Grace, mm-hmm. uh, sure. Leah's daughter. Which, by the way, <laughs> Oreo had her twins. Mm-hmm. So there's more twinses in the Messer family now. And I need to fucking read off these names, people. You're not going to believe this. So this is, so the twins will be... Um, Oreo's fourth and fifth child and these are all of her kids names now starting with the oldest working down Camellia Serenity Kai Kadia and Cade are you fucking kidding me with this and they're all C's oh I just think it's so dumb Kai with a C yeah, all of this is C. Oh Serenity with a C. I guess that's supposed to be with a C. No, Serenity is with an S, isn't it? Mm. We have some like assisted living facilities around here that's called Serenity that starts with a C. Oh. I think I've seen both, though. You're right. But no, Serenity, with- these are all with a C. And the twins' name are Cadia and Cade. Like, you've had, what, 13 years now since your sister had her kids and named them the same name? And now you're going to do the same shit? I mean, I'm not, I'm surprised the names aren't worse, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but there's a Kai on Are You the One, season eight, with a K. Yeah. There's another Kai. And I think I he, knew And a he Kai. is a whore. I'm, like, so excited to finish the last episodes I have and just, like, look up where everyone is now. I don't want to do it now so it doesn't get spoiled for me, of course. Right. But, um, right. yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't even know where those people are now, and I did watch that season as it was happening. Um... <laughs> Katie tells us, even though Joey and I are engaged, we're putting the wedding plans on hold until I finish college. And Joey has picked up some extra shifts at the mine so we can save some money. And Joey walks in through the door and because the producers really just want it to hit home that Joey works at the coal mine, he comes in looking like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins Mm -hmm. and is just covered in fucking soot. (laughs) And And the sink is full of dishes, which drove me crazy. It's like, he's literally at work all day. You can't wash the dishes. But then uh, later in the episode, when they were, like, looking at the new apartment, she, like, made a comment about it. Like, oh, there's a dishwasher. So now, what'd she say? She's like, oh, you can do the dishes now. He's like, oh, dishes can be your job now. And she's like, well, no. I'm like, oh, my God. Exactly, though. Like do something and he's laying all over this house covered in dirt you know he just reeks of like 
bo dirt and cigarettes like working at the club like uh like when I would do afternoon shifts and stuff like in the daytime like the construction workers would come in sometimes after work and like it's disgusting like I just have that smell ingrained in my mind and that's definitely what Joey smells like just monster energy drinks mm-hmm. chew uh, would that be a good paying shift for you then like do construction workers pay well mm-hmm. you think they would right? the day shift thing being like the no money shift that's a myth oh okay sure. yeah yeah anyways uh Katie says she wants a bigger place, a bigger place. And she says, I just wish the cost of living wasn't so high. And it made me want to fucking cry. Because it's like, I want to see what the cost of living was in 2013, whenever this was, 15. Um, Did you see Fuck. how much their condo was? I wrote it down. I did. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and it was um, nice. It was super nice. Joey mentions how since he works at the coal mine, they can apparently get a discount at this place called Silver Ridge, which has one bed, two bed, three bed, even four bedrooms, bedroom apartments, 24-hour pool, and gym. And Katie's like, well, we should go see if we could afford it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 we could afford it. He's like, we can afford it, Katie. She's like, well, I want to double check and triple check, Joey. I wasn't sure if Katie was really trying to, like, make sure we had a good storyline here and Joey was ruining it or if he's just like, we could afford it. Like, I fucking make the money. We could afford it. Uh, or maybe it's, like, because now they have the team mom money. I think that their personalities are just so different. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing I've kind of, like, learned a lot as I've gotten older is how different everyone in the world acts towards money. Um, and that, that, like, obviously they say that's why, like, most couples break up or whatever, right? Because they, like, fight over money. And this is one of those things, like, to him, he's like, oh, I work all these hours. I make a lot of money. We can afford it. Like, I'm not even going to think twice. And she has a, like, type A personality where she's like, no, I need to write out the budget and we need to have this much in savings at all time. And I think it's more of, like, that sort of situation with them. But, um, Yeah. We find out later See, he's not good with money, though. <laughs> no, he's not. But you think this would be the exact reason why they would be able to make it work. Because I think in that in a relationship, you kind of need that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need someone who's a little bit more of a budgeter and someone who is just kind of like, you know what? YOLO. You know? Yeah, true. <laughs> but be- considering they're 18 here, 17, 18, and they both don't know how to communicate spoiler alert it did not work no but i okay so we'll get to it but they go to look at this place and yeah they look at a two-bedroom nine hundred and thirty dollars a month (laughs) which at the time that was probably a lot of money trying to think probably dude find me an apartment right now that's not like you know that doesn't have hole in the walls for less than a thousand dollars. My first apartment that I had, like on my own, own, um, mm-hmm. it was in a house, like it was a duplex, and it was the top area. It was a one bedroom apartment, and I paid mm-hmm. seven hundred and twenty five a month for it. Fucking and now, knife through the kidney. Ugh. Now that would probably be like, I mean, that apartment would probably go for like I don't know. 16 1700 bucks now i don't know that's what i was gonna say yeah crazy 
We had a one bedroom, and at first we were playing paying seven ninety for it. And, like, the place was fine. It was, I want to say it was nice, but it was fine. We never had any issues. Uh, but it didn't come with anything, you know? Like, it didn't have a pool. It didn't have a gym. It didn't have anything fancy like that. But every year, of course, they would rack up our rent, like, by 20 or 30 bucks. And I think the third time they did it, we're like, we're not fucking staying here for this. Like, we're just throwing our money out the goddamn window for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they decide to get it. And they say they're moving next week. But then Joey's friend Gary calls saying that Joey owes him money from three years ago. He owes him $400 from a phone bill and he needs that money now. Okay. Did you think that there was more going on to this than what they were saying? Yes, I did. There's this is either bail money. This is drug money. There's something. It might be child support. Ooh, I thought maybe there'd be something going on with child support because they definitely later when they fight, it seems like a lot was cut out from that fight. Mm -hmm. And maybe Joey's first baby mama didn't want anything about her or the kid being on the show. Ooh, Mm -hmm. that's what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking something with drugs, but now I'm thinking the baby mama thing could be a possibility. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just very weird how it was explained. Like, she does explain it a few times, but it's like, why would he need the money, like, right that second if it happened Mm -hmm. three years ago? Or maybe, because this is episode three, so it's kind of early on into when they were filming here. Maybe this guy, Gary, heard that they got on the show Mm. and was like, well, fuck, they probably have money now. Like, then he's going to collect, you know? Oh, yeah, probably. But the second Joey gets out of bed, the second Mm -hmm. his eyes are like, he still has, like, sleep in his eyes. He gets out of bed. She's like, "Um, Gary doesn't care but that we're in the middle of moving. You owe him money. He's like, Katie, I've been up for 10 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, like, I literally don't even know what's going on right now. And he tries to turn on the oven. Or the stove, probably to make himself some coffee or something. And he's like, why isn't the oven working? Because <laughs> like, the power's out. <laughs> he's just like, oh. I'm like, I feel like there should be a lot more concern about this. They've got a kid in the house. Like, it's winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cash. I mean, it's uh, Wyoming. They have crazy winters, don't they? It looked like it in the last episode. So maybe the power just, like, goes out every once in a while. <laughs> When the know. wind hits right, it just happens. <laughs> I don't know. No wonder I forget about Wyoming all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, I just woke up, Katie. And Katie starts saying, you come with so much debt. Like, as they're getting into the car to leave, I think she's going to go drop him off at work or something. She tells him, you just come with so much debt. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm guessing it's the child support. Yeah, and then he just freaks out on her, screaming. He's like, well, if I'm that bad of a boyfriend, Katie, for buying you a new apartment and everything, she's like, mm-hmm. what do you yell at me? And then, yeah. Oh, she puts on her best Janelle in that moment. Like, she's looking at him all pissed off. And when he starts to kind of, you know, be like, dude, fucking leave me alone. Like, I pay for everything. She turns her head and just like, you treat me like dog shit. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, Katie, you treat me like dog shit. Oh, my God. Um, I will say 
I can totally understand how he's annoyed by her. Like the mm-hmm. second he wakes up, like he needs a coffee, he needs a cigarette, let him do his thing before you start bitching at him about money. Um, but he does scream very easily. Like he raises his voice at the drop of a dime and it's like, it's scary. His and temper. the baby, Molly, is just right in the room. Every time. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting in the car. She drops him off and she tells us how she's super shaken up after their fight. So she goes to meet her mom at some pub restaurant. Brew whatever. pub restaurant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is so terrible to say. Have you seen the original Pet Cemetery? Yes. Her mom looks like the bedridden sister to me. Like, why can I see it though? <laughs> Rachel! By the way, was... <laughs> that was my scariest thing as a kid. Like as a kid, that sister would give me fucking nightmares. Who was played by a man? Really? Fun fact. Oh, yeah. cool. Did you like yeah. the Pet Cemetery remake? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was good. I like John Lithgow. Um. So, yeah, they talk, and her mom's just like, what are you going to do? And Katie's like, I don't know. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> we go back to the house where Joey's there waiting for her, and they kind of start the fight up again. And Katie's like, so are we going to go to therapy? Oh, oh, okay. I get what happened. In the first fight, he was like, just drop me off at my mom's, Katie. So she was dropping him so that they could get space. And then in this scene, he's back from his mom's, but he still has to go to work, I think. Okay. Because he had mentioned here he was about to go to work and not be back till the next day. So that makes sense. Yeah. True professionals here. (laughs) So yeah, in the midst of this money fight, Katie brings up, should they go to therapy? And Joey says how he's like, I've tried therapists. They're bullshit. They don't work. You know what does work, though? Not fighting with me an hour before I have to go to work. (laughs) Which is true. Like, don't fucking do that. Don't come at me the second I wake up. Don't come at me the second I walk through the door. That's my biggest fucking thing. Like, Katie is someone that pushes buttons. I don't know if she's bored or what, but she definitely does do that. She has terrible timing. But Joey had me. Like, I was completely on Joey's side until here. Because he's kind of screaming at Katie being like, you know, nothing's ever good enough for you. Apparently I don't make enough money. I guess I'll just go work more. And he like swipes a bunch of shit off of like a nightstand or something in the living room. Mm -hmm. And the kid's sitting there. Like I said, the baby is just sitting on Katie's lap right next to him when he does this. And he screams like, this bullshit. And Katie's just kind of like, I think she's at her wits end. She's like, I know. And he tells her. Get that stupid blank-ass smile off your face. Yep. And then he walks out the door. This is... Their apartment definitely has holes in the wall. Uh, This is, like, (laughs) some scary-ass shit, for sure. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's very, like, triggering. Like, I feel like, you know... I hate to say every girl, but I feel like almost every girl has been with a guy like this that just gets so fucking angry so easily. It's very Mm -hmm. triggering. It's scary. Um... I think it's just like a mixture of so many things like their personalities clash. She likes to nag. He's sleep deprived. It's just like so many things and you put them together and it's going to explode, you know. It just, I don't know. When we first started recapping this, it didn't seem like money was a huge issue to these two. 
And now Katie's saying how, like, I don't think it's a good idea us moving into this apartment. And it's over $400. Like, it's a one-time payment that we know of. Unless there's more going on that we don't know. Like, why is this $400 going to make or break this move? Yeah, she keeps saying, like, she's like, I just don't want to be financially unstable or whatever. And he's like, we're literally moving into, like, the nicest apartments in town. Like, we're clearly Mm -hmm. not broke. Like... Even if they'll approve you for these apartments, like clearly you're 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 doing okay, you know. It's it's hard to get it. It's hard to get an apartment, especially a nice one like that. Yeah, especially off of one and a half incomes. I guess at this point, Katie might be considered a dual because she's got that part time gig at the kids' clothing store now, Teen Mom. Mm-hmm. But how much but are yeah, they really apartment. paying them for this season? They're probably oh, getting like ten grand, if that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But no, it's and at the, when Joey storms out the door after Katie's like, please leave. Uh, he tells her it's over for good. Spoiler alert. It's not over for good. <laughs> Crazy shit. Yeah. All right. And next. No, no. I almost said Alex. Got saved a billet to ball for last. All right. So now we're going to go over to Florida to check on Brianna. And she tells us how a few days ago. Devon texted her saying he wants to make things work. He wants to be involved with Nova. And while she's saying this, we see um, Brianna giving Nova a bath. And I can't get over how fucking cute Nova is. I say it every time. She's just so fucking chunky. And while she puts her diaper on, Nova's butt cheek is kind of hanging out of her diaper. And I'm just like... Nova is the cutest little baby ever. Like, I even wrote that in my notes. I think it was when Devon was holding her and she was crying. I was like, she even, like, her cry is so cute. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She's just a perfect teddy bear. Yeah. When Jody had said recently how baby's legs are just asking to be gnawed on, I was like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My kid's got one leg roll left and I'm holding on for dear life to it. Um. So Brianna wants to clear the air with Devon about, you know, how in the previous episode she had gone to court to file the order of protection, injunction, whatever it was. And she wants him to come over so she can explain to him why she did it. And Devon walks through the door and sits on the couch next to Brittany and he's like, how you doing, Brittany? And she's like, good. And kind of gets up and does one of her classic (laughs) Brittany faces. She's kind of like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the camera <laughs> so it's nice to see that in this old season uh, I couldn't help but notice how fucking purple this house is like this is Robin Brown's like heaven this house every room is a different shade of purple it's wild yeah it's fucking crazy uh, Brianna invites Devon upstairs so they can talk alone and this is when Brianna decides that she's fully a lawyer She's been watching all sorts of court videos on YouTube because she, yeah. (laughs) She's talking to him like so condescendingly. Mm -hmm. She's like, I got an injunction filed on you. Do you know what that is? Yeah. And he was just like so stoned. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. She's sitting on her bed and has like a stack of documents sitting next to her. And, like, for everything she says, she, like, whips out another piece of paper from the pile. She's like, I filed an injunction. Do you know what that means? It means I went to court, Devon. 
I filed an injunction on you. Whoosh. That means you <laughs> have to him, stay away. Yeah, this will keep you away. And she like pats the paper in front of him. And he's like, well, why would you do that? And she says, so I can prove I can have a backbone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just have to say, like, it's because you were harassing me online. Therefore, I had to, you know. I had to do this because we have a kid involved. Mm-hmm. She has her, like, folder of evidence there. Exactly. All the screenshots from Twitter. Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? I used to. I don't watch it anymore. Did you Did you watch uh, Mohammed and Danielle, the evidence of binder? Course. This is, like, Brianna's version of the evidence binder. I just remember her throwing it at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember her, like, showing it to him or anything. Does she do that? I don't think so, but okay. it's just an evidence yeah. binder. Same shit. <laughs> it's just a, just a binder. Everyone needs an evidence binder. But she says she did this because she's hurt. And Devon is like, well, what you did hurt me too. And it's like, dude, <laughs> fuck off. I know. he mm-hmm. it, He's exactly like Adam. It's like, well, are we yeah. going to talk about what you did to me? And it's like, okay, well, like these girls only do that shit to get revenge on you. Like exactly whatever yeah she says how she pulls out another piece of paper and says i dismissed it he says why she says because nova's in the picture and they let bygones be bygones they're gonna work on stuff going forward and (laughs) we cut to a scene where brianna's hanging out at home and roxanne walks into the house looking like she's in west side story or some shit she's got like this purple and red dress on Mm -hmm. and brianna tells her how devon she wants devon to watch nova for an hour by himself to see how he does and roxanne thinks it's a good idea wait 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 wait. so before all that though her friend comes over right and we see these cats oh i thought that was after this jd as in not literally the letter j and the letter d (laughs) Her name is J-A-I-D-I-E. Okay, yeah, maybe it was. My bad. I'm, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but in the one scene where Brianna's like on the phone, please tell me you noticed her t-shirt. What? She's wearing a Jeffree Star t-shirt. <gasps> no. Oh my god, that's amazing. Like, iconic days. Back back in the day, I was afraid of Jeffree Star. <laughs> never really super into jeffree star like i knew who i don't know if it's they or he like like i knew who they were but i was never really big on that when i got into youtube like six years ago i was kind of into their videos but dude jeffree star performed at warp tour yeah like mm-hmm. that's crazy it's it's mm-hmm. just crazy how is it they I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just doing it in case. <laughs> is a is a huge, like, the biggest makeup brand. Like, it's it's crazy how far life has come. But it's like, hasn't Jeffree Star been canceled? I feel like he keeps getting canceled every, like, six months, but he's still here. Yeah, that's, like, everyone, though. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Cancel no culture is not really real. It is, but it's not. Right. No shit. Which speaking of, if you're if you're if you're likable enough and like, then people won't care. You just like Jeffrey Star is like funny. 
like they went yeah. they went on like Logan Paul's podcast and was like talking about like straight guys that come to him and stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. it's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you like Jacqueline Hill? Uh, I don't like know anything about her. Like I know who okay. she is, but I don't know enough. She's a fake ass bitch, is what she is. Oh shit! Um, yeah. No, that's really weird to me because Brianna just doesn't seem like she was into that. Maybe it was just because of Jeffree Star's music, but like it was Brianna's probably Britney shirt, for... to be honest, because yeah. Britney's the one that always wears like the band shirts and stuff like that. Like I could totally see like Britney going to Warp Tour and seeing him and like getting a shirt from his merch tent. Yeah. Britney's got good shirt game. She always has. Even in like, I think it's this, Teen Mom 3 or like very, something like very early on, I noticed she was wearing an Ed Sheeran shirt, like before Ed Sheeran was even famous. I was like so impressed. Yeah. Interesting. I just noticed how her ass looked normal when she got off off the couch earlier. And it was like she had a good ass. The the pre-BBL Brigade era. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck. Oh my god. In the latest Teen Mom episode, like next chapter, um, when Jane and Sean were looking at that wedding venue, oh my god, mm-hmm. her ass looked horrible. Mm-hmm. Her ass is like her and Britney's are kind of similar when it's literally just a shelf, which is usually kind of what all these BBLs look like anyway, at least these Doctor Miami ones. Mm-hmm. Like, the only good BBL I think I have ever seen was on Are You The One? And it was, I didn't even know until it was outed that she had one, because it was like a trivia question or something. <laughs> Random. I know. It was like from season one or two, like. You know, who got a BBL, like, a couple years ago that looks really good is uh, Maria from Are You The One slash Double Shot At Love. Oh, okay. She got one. Yeah, and she looks really good. I feel like she looked good already, though. She did. She did. Shit, right? She did. Exactly. Like she looked normal. What are you gonna do? It's one of those things. I feel like BBLs are one of those things. Like it's hit or miss. Like it, it, the fat like seeps in properly with some girls, and it doesn't with others or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then it's also how well you take care of yourself after how well you recover right because like these girls obviously like don't like they admit that they don't work out and stuff you know what I mean so it's like obviously if you're not maintaining it it's not gonna look good oh on girls night in Britney legitimately said like what's the point of working out why do squats when you can just get a BBL it's like because it looks like shit Oh. oh I wanted to look her up I'll do it later uh, but yeah, her Brianna's friend JD comes over, who is like Brianna's doppelganger. Like they have the exact same haircuts. Mm-hmm. They're wearing like almost the same outfit. And I don't think we've ever seen this girl, at least since this show. Like she's never been on Team Mom too. I think she was on the last episode, just like walking down the street with Brianna really quick in a yeah. scene. But mm-hmm. she's like Brianna's version of um like Megan ah, or something, yes. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like the friend that's like the Kirkland brand version of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is a Team Mom 
scene of them walking down the street talking to a friend, I just always think of Janelle in the season, I think it's the season five I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. (laughs) And she's walking with her friend and goes, yeah, you know, I'm really happy I'm not on heroin anymore. And her friend goes, yeah, that's really good. And then at the vi- and then at the end of the scene, isn't that when she reveals that she's pregnant? And then she's like, "I decided I am gonna get an abortion." You know, it'd be really selfish to Jace if I had another kid. Mm-hmm. If only she That's listened to those later. words. Fuck. Uh huh. Did not age well. But yeah, her and Brianna and JD have some like driveway manicures. They're like painting their nails on the driveway and they see some cats having sex nearby. Which I don't even think the cats were having sex. I think the one cat was dead and the other cat was just humping it. I was like, okay. Yeah, it did look like one of the cats was deceased. The other cat was like checking up on him. Oh, fucked up. But, yeah, it was kind of a filler scene. She just tells JD kind of what's going to happen. JD is like, I don't think you should give Devon a chance. Yeah. And Brianna's like, well, I'm going to. (laughs) Well, they don't have to jump to an hour with him alone. Like, especially because Brianna keeps saying how she never leaves Nova. You know, she's super clingy and doesn't want to leave her alone. And she's worried about her. And it's like, how about Devon just comes over for an hour and you all hang out together and then maybe you go upstairs Mm -hmm. and then maybe you go run an errand right yeah because i don't think devon would stay around long enough for that to happen to be honest i was really rooting for him in this episode i always root for devon but uh yeah he comes over and brianna Brittany, and roxanne all leave so they can leave him alone with her for an hour And they say they're going to go food shopping, but they legit just sit in the car in front of the house. Mm -hmm. Because they don't trust him alone with 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 Nova. And this is they all have to do it. I know. Well, first of all, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, why do three of you need to go to the grocery store? I think just one of you is enough but okay Uh um but it's it's one of these things where it's like i wish the fourth wall was broken in this scene because like there's clearly a full film crew in there with him like you know brianna knows that the producers aren't gonna like let anything happen to nova Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just one of those things like he's alone with her when clearly like devon was probably like talking to the producers being like can you help me can you show me what to do you know what i mean (laughs) What do I do with it? Yeah. It's looking at me funny. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, they just hang out outside. Brianna's like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it 30 minutes. And Roxanna's like, girl, calm down. And Oh my God, yeah. Brianna. Uh, this guy. Oh my God. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> And they then Brittany's like, Brittany's in the back. She's like, because Devon like texts her at one or calls her because like she spit up on her um on her outfit or whatever. Yeah. And Brittany's like, I told you he'd be calling. <laughs> oh, Brittany's sitting in the back seat this whole time of this parked car, like texting, rolling her eyes, being like, "Why the fuck do I have to be here right now?" She has like that just like attitude look on her face. Yes. But yeah, I'd say it was probably 
a couple minutes after Brie left that Nova realizes that her mom's not there anymore and she starts to cry and eventually, yeah, she throws up on her outfit, which Ben here. And <laughs> again, Devon's like changing her diaper so you see her fucking chunky leg. <laughs> and um, Devon eventually calls her about the outfit and Brianna says, I'll be right, I'll be right there. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're right fucking outside. <laughs> so it's like, did they sit in the car for another 10 minutes? Like, <laughs> Oh, you know, she just like ran right in that house. Um, mm-hmm. They walk in. Devon is pouring sweat. Mm-hmm. Oh, he says that he's been sweating since the second they left. Brittany walks in. She's like, you're sweating bullets, bro. He's like, I know. They like hand him a tissue and everything. I felt really bad for him. But Roxanne's like, it's hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. I think that was. I mean, you would think that would be a real eye opener for him, but it really wasn't, unfortunately. Which sucks because, like I said, during while I was watching the scene, I was like, "Dude, he's trying. Like he's doing it, and he's not getting super overwhelmed." Because a kid crying for more than ten minutes, it like it pierces your soul. <laughs> Like, when we left the hospital, they gave us these documents about, like, what to do when you're frustrated, when your baby's crying. Mm -hmm. You know? And luckily, I've never been in the situation where it was, like, getting to me that much. But it's not easy, you know? Especially if he's not used to it, which obviously he's not. But I think he handled it really well. This was probably maybe 30 minutes, but still. I thought he did really well. And it also felt like Nova was crying because she felt, like, uncomfortable because maybe she's not used to him. Because it mm-hmm. felt like as soon as Brianna came home and held her, it was like she calmed right down. Like, it was like yeah. babies always, like, know who their mom is type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. It's like it's like when a horse knows you're uncomfortable or something. Or, like, any animal, they, mm-hmm. like, a dog can tell when you're uncomfortable Yeah, for me, it's, it's kids. I swear to God, I always say that, like... there's been times where like I will never forget this one time I was at the mall with my friend and she like loved kids she was one of those people that always like you know smiled and made faces to every baby and stuff so she was like talking to this little kid in front of us and then like I did it and the kid just like backed away was like terrified (laughs) of me and I was like see kids don't like me she's like because they know you don't like them they can like sense it so I've, Mm. I've always believed that Oh, I believe it 100%. I just picture you, like, sitting in, like, a waiting room somewhere for some reason. Just, like, you and a kid, and you both are just, like, staring at each other. <laughs> like, seeing who will crack first. <laughs> exactly. But no, unfortunately, I don't think Devon keeps this up. You know, I wasn't... It wasn't really until, teen, like, Bree came on to Teen Mom 2 that he really started to step it up, right? I think so. Um, oh, Roxanne so Roxanne was so nice to him in this scene, though. She's like, you'll get it. You'll get it. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's sad because, like, it seems like he always felt like they were against him and that they didn't want him around. But it seems like they were willing to accommodate him and try to help him, at least at this point. And still, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just so sad how it ended up going down, I guess. Yeah, he missed out on all those chunky years. <laughs> oh, he missed out all those fucking squishies. <laughs> uh, 
No, but I mean, he's doing it now, it seems like. And obviously Stella's in the picture now and Lewis is a huge piece of shit. So now like, oh, whenever I see anything about Devoin um, with like Nova and Stella, it just like, ugh, I'm like the Grinch makes my heart three sizes bigger. Oh, yeah. All right. Now it is time for Debella Debella. <laughs> Uh, Matt's been out of rehab for two weeks, which I can't believe it's only been two weeks. This seems like it should be like three months later at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Alex is trying to trust him, but she's super stressed because she has three jobs. She has to drive Matt to his recovery meetings. And now she's having to catch up with her four billion assignments, I think it was, at school. And she's doing all of this while Matt is just sitting at home. Yep. He's not pulling his weight. Um, he's not trying super hard to get a job or anything. And then in the scene, her and her friend are like walking down the street and, um, they walk past this van that has like an Edward Cullen, like hand stopped the, <laughs> the van, like printed. And they're just like, whoa, it was just so jarring and weird. Um, but then her friend's like, so do you like wish that you put Arabella up for adoption? It was, like, such a jarring question. And Alex yeah. is like, no, I still don't regret it because I would be miserable every day of my life. And it's like, mm, would you, though? I think you're miserable right. every day of your life now. Yeah, no shit. It's just, yeah, I don't think that's something you're supposed to ask. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like it's like the Brianna and Brittany stuff, too. It's like, so, Brie, do you wish you got an abortion, too, so yes. that you, you could go chill with Brittany? <laughs> And Brittany or Brianna like doesn't say no. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, no, I love that you thought that with the car, with the dent. What I thought when they looked at the dent in the car was, I was like, this is probably what Katie thinks Joey did to her car. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Because she kept making it sound like Joey fucking totaled her car when he like scratched the side. And this car had, like you said, it was... Like a minivan fucking ran into the side of it or something. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. While they're going on this walk, Alex says how she didn't really expect Matt to, like, step up right to the plate with the whole dad thing because he doesn't really know how to do it. However, she did expect him to, you know, try to find a job. Which is kind of sad to hear because I feel like when he is with... Arabella like he does it like he's pretty good with her it seems like like he does try like he doesn't get overwhelmed super easily and stuff probably because he's used to listening to Alex fucking bitch all the time yeah exactly (laughs) so a baby's like nothing um Alex walks into the room with Arabella (laughs) while Matt's on the computer (laughs) and I don't know what he's doing but he's on the laptop doing something and Alex makes a comment about how, like, oh, like, is mommy going to feed you today or is daddy going to feed you? And he ignores her. So she's like, yeah, guess guess mommy's going to feed you again. And then Matt just goes, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess so. And it's like, you know that this shit is just constant. And that's why, like, of course he's. Matt's job right now is to not relapse. And I agree he should be finding work, especially because Alex is working three jobs and now four with the show. (laughs) But this environment is not good for Matt. I will say that, you know, until the day I die. 
Mm-hmm. But it's just not. And this is what Wendy says when she gets there. Okay, so Wendy walks in the door while Alex and Matt start to fight about how like Alex is taking on all this stuff and Matt's not doing anything. Can and you Wendy's imagine like, being Wendy? Like she comes home <gasps> after a long day at work, and as soon as she walks in the door, all she hears is Alex bitching, and then she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what's wrong?" And Alex is like, "He started yelling at me," and it's like, "Oh my god, Alex!" Like talk to your mom normally like she keeps the the yelling tone going the whole conversation mm-hmm. wendy's barely got two feet in the door she's in like her business women attire and it's like matt is a recovering addict you know he's he's sneaky he can't be trusted yet she's like oh my god my fucking kid <laughs> my kid's the problem here you know She's like, hey, 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 I just got home. I've been working. Let's have some quiet time. And she pauses for like three seconds and goes, okay, what's the problem? And Matt at one point, he says here like, dude, I am so below her level. She's like echelons above me. And I'm like, what the fuck is that word? Is that what he I've- said? Yes, it, that's what the caption said. And then she, and I'm like, I've never fucking heard that before. She's like, Matt, parent-wise, you have nothing on me. I'm working three friggin' jobs, and he doesn't even have one yet. Mm-hmm. He, when she says that, like, parenting-wise, you have nothing on me, he kind of mockingly says back to her, like, life-wise, I got nothing on you, or something like that. Probably because he's heard this a million times at this point. Like, yes, I get it. I'm a piece of shit. You do everything. Right. And he storms off, and Wendy tells Alex, like, you're not helping anything with your bitching. Yeah, <laughs> go she's so calm. She's like, now go find him. The, I, and be nice. He did take his mic off, though, before he went outside, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm. Or at least I think that's what he did. Could have been headphones, because he's wearing headphones, like, constantly when Alex is trying to talk to him. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. he pulled a, like get this mic off of me moment Mm -hmm. oh absolutely uh alex goes out to look for matt to allegedly apologize for being a bitch and she says she was looking for him outside for an hour and then by the time he He came back when she was gone (laughs) oh yeah he probably was in the bushes he probably just like like, left to go smoke a jay smoke a cigarette something and then came back but she like automatically assumed he was like going downtown to use so she like probably just drove to his spot and he was probably just like at the park smoking a jay or something she was she thought that he was at his favorite sandwich place right oh my god yeah I would just be so fucking mad if I was out for an hour looking for someone and it turns out they were at my goddamn house the whole time. Uh-huh. That would be a whole other argument yeah. that would start. Same. Uh, so she gets back and Matt's like, what? At her. And he has, looks like he has packed up most of his stuff at this point. Like he's got his backpack on. And Wendy asks Alex, you know, like framing it like for an apology. She's like, okay, Alex. What do you have to say to Matt? And Alex goes, nothing. <laughs> Wendy like looks at Matt. She's like, where are you even going? This is literally his response. I'm just going to keep walking till I get where I'm going. She raises my mm-hmm. blood pressure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think Matt's fucked up here. No. Like we've seen Matt fucked up. We know what Matt fucked up looks like. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Wendy tells Matt that he needs therapy, and his response is like, duh. Like, yeah. I-, I know I do. <laughs> duh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Learn about that in your 16 years of business school. <laughs> and he just looks like he is on the brink, like, either of a breakdown, an overdose. Like, he, I agree, he can't be in this fucking house anymore. Not with Alex, at least. Yeah, I agree. And Wendy's just like, you guys need to chill. Like, you guys have somebody who needs you. And Alex mm-hmm. starts crying. I I mean, man, like, she's e- very easy to make fun of. And, like, she is a bitch how she comes across. But I just can't imagine the level of stress she has on her. Like, my life has never been that hard. Three jobs and a baby and a drug addict guy oh, that you're trying to get back together with and have him be this parent. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And it added an extra layer to it when you had told me that apparently later in the reunion, I think you said, or it was like the catch-up special or whatever, how she said that Matt was telling her while he was in rehab, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a dad. We're going to be together. We're going to raise her. And the second he got home and like remembered how Alex is, or maybe he just changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it seems like they have a def- very different, like, narrative on their relationship. Well, this seems to be a thing, because obviously this happened with Amber and Gary, too, when she was in prison, and he was telling her, like, oh, you know, when you... I guess it's different, because he wasn't the one that was in prison, so never mind, scratch that. But I just feel like when you're in recovery, you're probably really, like, lethargic and just, like, thinking about everything in your life, and you're, like vulnerable and you have all these feelings and stuff and then once you get home and you know we know he relapsed pretty much right away right and it's just different i mean i would assume he is thinking about because isn't one of the first steps like making amends Mm -hmm. like because i'm assuming since he's at wendy's house he doesn't really have anywhere else to go other than like someone who also does drugs Mm -hmm. because like where are matt's parents you know that's one thing that i can't even remember if it's discussed i mean i guess we'll find out did you ever watch their 16 and pregnant episode i did but not like recently okay i only watched i watched the first half of it and i don't think they ever brought up matt's parents maybe they're maybe they're the same you know maybe they're dead like maybe maybe they're dead or maybe they're you know users yeah who knows but matt and alex do go to therapy and something i thought was really and we were talking about how they just pass their kids on fucking random strangers Mm -hmm. because when they get to this therapy office they do pass their kid on to someone working there but i thought that that was really nice because i'm sure when alex reached out to the therapist and was like this is my situation i work three jobs my mom works full time. I have nowhere to bring my kid. I think that's a really awesome thing if they're like, just bring her. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure therapist's office would have some sort of thing like this, right? I don't know. I think it depends. Think like, normal. if it's somewhere that also does child therapy, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they had, like, a little play area for a kid to hang out in. Right. A gym I used to go to, they had a daycare. Mm hmm. In the gym. And I thought, they need to do this more often. Yeah, for sure. I'm not about to, like, throw my kid off on a stranger, but I do think for someone who's, like, a single parent, 
I think that's fucking incredible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So they pass off the baby on a goddamn stranger and (laughs) they go into this office and the therapist asks them, you know, like, what's going on? Start from anywhere. Tell me what's up. Alex says how she thinks that Matt is a great dad when he's like given the chance, but she's constantly scared he's going to overdose. And this is where Matt admits that he is an IV drug user for, I think he says years. The past four years, I think, is what he said. Four This is crazy. I forgot that he revealed that he was an IV drug user on Mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I know at some point he goes, I think when he goes back to rehab, spoiler alert, later in the show, like he says full on heroin, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I didn't expect him to say that here either. And when Dr. Uh, Drew talks to him about it, obviously Dr. Drew asks him his drug of choice and he tells him then. (laughs) (laughs) Which Dr. Drew was like, yeah, mine too. (laughs) No. Um, But is there anything else from this therapy appointment? I feel like that's mainly what they pull from it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they like they were kind of saying the same thing we already knew, other than the whole like IV thing. And they leave together, and Alex asks Matt how he thinks it went, and he's got both headphones in. Mm-hmm. He's staring out the window. Body language couldn't say any more of "I don't want to talk to you right now." And she's like, "So how do you think it went?" And he's just like, "Good." And she's like, "Well, I'm looking for more of like an open-ended answer, Matt." And he's like, I said it went good. I don't know what else you want from me right now. Like, fuck off. The This is like me as a teenager, always with the headphones in. And if I was in the car, my mom was driving me anywhere. God forbid she tried to have a conversation with me if I had those headphones in. You know what I mean? Aww. It's like, well, how dare you talk to me? I'm trying to listen to my song. You know what I mean? And I feel I'm like listening to my chemical romance right now. Totally. I feel like Matt was just like in that headspace. Like all he wanted to do was put on his headphones and glaze out the window like he is in a music video or something. You know what I mean? And Alex would just not leave him alone. She wouldn't let him have that. What's Matt listening to? Like Mac Miller? Yeah, for sure. Mac Miller was Khalifa. Um, What was that guy? Kid Cudi. What was the guy? I love college. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, the guy from the league. Uh, John. Fuck. Girl, don't ask me. I'm always forgetting names over here. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He was a comedian on the league. Yeah. Which, did you watch that show? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. She says how, Alex says how she definitely thinks they should keep up with therapy. And Matt's just like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. And then cue the ending monologue music. I cannot (laughs) wait until some of the later episodes, some of the songs that they play. (sighs) I was blown away. Like songs we would actually know? It's not just like royalty free? Yes. Okay. Two incredible songs. Do you want me to spoil it for you? <laughs> no, I'd rather it be a surprise. Okay, okay. I was just staring at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we still have quite quite a bit to get through on this season. I'm super excited. I was trying to uh, 
see how much. And this season is like like 12 episodes or it's something. It's a long like season. That. And then yeah. we have the Dr. Drew checkup special. And then we have the catch up with the Teen Mom Three Girls special. Mm-hmm. Which must be where Mackenzie's wedding is in. I was never under the impression Mackenzie's wedding was on film. Why do I remember that fluffy dress with the cowboy boots Just then? pictures? Really? Okay. I remember seeing the pictures online and thinking it was ugly then, and I think it's ugly See, now. before I watched this season, if someone had a gun to my head, I would have said, oh yeah, Mackenzie and Josh's wedding was the finale. But I'm also probably confusing it with Corey and Leah's, because I feel like that was the finale of Teen Mom 2 one year. Wait, who's wedding? Corey and Leah's. It was the finale of season one. Right. So I'm I'm I, saying I mixed it I mixed them oh, up. Oh, I see. But I okay. but I'm picturing exactly how Mackenzie looked at the wedding in my head as well. I'm looking at Maria's Instagram, trying to look at her BBL. And A, I can't tell. Because <laughs> her body was banging in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she got something done to her face. That or she's face tuning. Which I also think is bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. I think it's so cheap when people do that. I it's one of the things I hate about influencers. Oh, how like um like the filter and it looks like nothing like them. Like the Kardashians, like if you see how they look in pictures versus like the unedited pictures and like even on the show they like have filters over their faces. I was wondering about that. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. if you look at that picture of, like, Chloe unedited that, like, broke the internet or whatever, like, she went crazy over it. Like, she looks like her old self. Like, she looks so different. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Ru- wasn't there a rumor for a hot second that she was OJ's daughter? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah. She didn't really look like the other ones. Like Chloe that was like Kim a storyline on the show and everything. Okay, that was probably when I actually used to watch that because I did watch it when like Kylie and um, Kylie and Kendall were, you know, kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. like meaning twelve, thirteen, not sixteen, seventeen, because sixteen and seventeen is when I feel like Kylie started to, you know, became Kylie. You know, yeah, I think Kylie mm-hmm. was like. N- nine eight or nine or something when the show started like that's so crazy mm-hmm. is um shoot god i don't know why i'm so sorry guys i can't i don't know why i'm not remembering anyone's name today caitlin is caitlin on the show not anymore no not anymore okay it's been so long yeah she doesn't have a good relationship with the kardashians the last season of the kardashians i watched was when and I'd already taken a break at this point, but it was when Kim was married to Chris Humphreys because Chris Humphreys is from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe there'll be Minnesota on the show, you know, um, which there wasn't really. But I remember Kim saying, "Well, there like, was a story uh, where he wanted to move to Minnesota with yes. her, and she was like, i 'I'm not living out there like my career.' And he's like, babe by the time you, we have kids, no one's even gonna care who you are anymore.'" <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? Well, she had said at one point, like, I can't move to Minnesota. It's like a cave there. And I'm like, fucking come visit Minnesota. It's beautiful. Especially Lake Minnetonka, which is like one of the best places in Minnesota to live. Yeah. It's gorgeous. That 
that era with her and him was like crazy because mm-hmm. she like openly just like hated him on camera like oh, she yeah. fucking hated his guts i i want to go back and rewatch those episodes actually pick one uh, let's watch one together i haven't watched kardashians in do you want to so do long. the one uh where she finally like admits that she doesn't like him and she has that breakdown at the end I invited everyone out to this wedding. I wasted everyone's time and I wasted everyone's money and everything. You don't think I feel bad? I just remember her telling Chris in the back of the car, like, basically, like, so do you ever hate dad? And Chris is like, no. Like, it took probably 20 years for us to, you know, start to realize that maybe we weren't right for each other. But no, we were obsessed with each other. And Kim's like, oh. <laughs> She's been married to Chris for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, fucked up. I remember her punching him at one point. He like stubs her toe or something, yeah. the Flintstone toe, and she like punched him. Yep. Yeah. That was on okay. uh, Courtney and Kim Take New York. Oh, okay. I. No, I haven't been in touch. I have never, and nor will I ever purchase a Kylie product. It's like something, it's like the hill I'll die on. I'll never buy a product from her. Kim, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, I, never have. I had Kylie, um, like, face serum. Kylie skin face serum. And I loved it. But I haven't. It was good? Yeah, I used it so quick. But I haven't rebought, repurchased it after that. I would, though. Okay. I just... Anyone who would look into a camera and be like, I've never had plastic surgery before looking like that. I'm not going to (laughs) trust. Like, I'm not going to buy anything from you. That's like because the other day I was listening to um, Beyond the Blinds, uh, Kim Kardashian that Troy and Kelly just put out. And um, that was like one thing that Kelly was saying is like her problem with them. She's like, that's my issue with them. And I think this is a lot of people's issues with them is that they don't admit to the surgery and they act like, oh, it's just from working out and eating good and stuff like that, that their bodies change so drastically. And so Mm -hmm. and um, and they've kind of been the poster children for like you know all this like plastic surgery and girls getting surgery at such younger ages and stuff like that you know what I mean and it's just like that's the least they could do but yeah it's just it's one of those things it's just silly at this point like on that Andy Cohen reunion or whatever Chloe's like I've gotten one nose job and that's she's like I don't do Botox and it's like Okay, even if Botox is a brand of a product. So if you don't do Botox, you're doing Dysport or you're doing something else. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all the same shit. Um, Clearly, like your fucking face doesn't move. Like clearly you're getting stuff injected into your face. Like just, I don't know. So yeah, I get it. I agree. And we've talked about this before. Like, I just wonder, say like, for some reason I was in like the team mom universe or something and like did make a ridiculous amount of money for not doing the same type of work I do now. We'll just say it's like, would I also look like that? Because I do love plastic surgery, but like, I also like Maria and stuff. It's like, look, I'm like, you didn't have to, but that's really up to me. I always wonder that because like I get Botox done or whatever, like a couple times a year. 
um it's like it's funny because I'm actually like due for it now I was just like noticing the other day I feel like Jennifer I was gonna say something. I, I feel like Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> in uh, a Cinderella story she's like I can feel my face again like that's literally yeah. what it feels like um yeah. but I feel the same way too I'm like man if I just had like billions of dollars would I like look like Kylie because I because it does get addicting so just a little more yeah it's fucked I don't know it's crazy did you ever do the like lip thingy like the you suck your lips in there oh the Kylie Jenner lip challenge no because I I saw videos of people online where they like got stuck in there and stuff like that but I remember when I lived with my friend years ago she had a little lip um it was like meant for that Mm-hmm. And you would put it on your lips and suck and pull it and it would like plump up your lips. I did it with a Snapple bottle <laughs> like before <laughs> before the Kylie challenge thing happened. And I mean, it worked. I remember my mom being like, you're going to have a fucking like ring around your mouth like a bruise. And I didn't, thank God. But like I should try to find the picture. My lips are humongous. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else coming up that you want to talk about? Mm. No, just uh, everything. Check me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash shorejustine, because every week I recap New Teen Mom. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Thank you. It's so much fun. I, I, I love doing it, like, honestly. I I haven't watched last week's. There's been plenty of weeks where I've just like been like, I'll just listen to Justine. I don't fucking got the time because like I feel like I'm so Are behind. Are you telling on so many me you didn't right see Jalen go ring shopping for Leah? I did. I but I watched it after I listened to you because <laughs> there was like the group of people outside waiting for him. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, I gotta see this shit, and it's just the like expectation for rings these days when I was watching that scene is just so insane to me Mm -hmm. like the expectation for a ring now as opposed to like five years ago because everyone has this fake ass Instagram life where they feel like they have Mm -hmm. to show everyone that like their life is so good and they're doing so well and like everything is a competition these days with like how Mm -hmm. many likes you can get and all that bullshit Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm-hmm. I was just talking about this because I see such cute houses on Instagram, especially this time of year, like the holidays, and they make everything look so cute. And I'm like, why does my house feel like a literal pile of garbage? I mean, I'm sitting in my storage room right now, but it's like, I have a toddler, so that's one thing. But I'm like, I feel like my house never looks like that. And it's like, it's because no one houses look like that. Like, I've seen the way people can, like, make certain things look like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a room, you know? It's just, it's fucking, it's fucking crazy. And just a good reminder that that shit's fake. Nothing you see online is real. And I have to remind myself of that, too. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I hardly ever go on my Instagram on my, like, um, my, my actual, my actual account. Like, my personal account. Like I Personal, like I do yes. if someone messages me on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I always just go on my like the short store Instagram because that's okay. just like where I follow all the celebrities and stuff because the other one's more like people I know in real life. And it just pisses me off when I see them like acting like a certain way or, 
you know, and it's like, hey, I know mm-hmm. that's not how you're like in real life. You know what I mean? So I hardly ever mm-hmm. scroll through like people I know. I agree. I've definitely been on my podcast Instagram lately more. And my I have a makeup Instagram that's like just for my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now that I'm so obsessed with MLM people, like I follow them on that profile because I feel like oh. that one will track most. <laughs> And I love checking in on them because they're all fucking crazy. Um, but no, I agree. I haven't been on my personal as much either. I have a group chat with two of my best friends that we call the Rock of Love chat. Mm-hmm. And that's where we talk through. So that's like the only time I'm ever on my personal Instagram anymore. Which speaking of Rock of Love, we have to do that episode soon. So mm-hmm. yeah, Justine and I are going to do season three, episode one, Hustle on the Bustle, which prepare because that's probably gonna be like a four-hour episode like Mm. i don't know how we're just not gonna quote the whole thing right i know it's gonna be good i can't wait it's gonna be so good so justine and i have that coming up i am gonna have jess on for either we're gonna do both episodes of the surreal life the last two because there was only six which i'll talk about it more then but that pisses me off because there's a lot of stuff we didn't see and i know it um but we're going to be doing that soon. Um, I'm sure there'll be more stuff coming on here. Julie and I are due for something. And we have the um, Sister Wives finale coming up at some point here. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It's like giving me anxiety that I don't know when it's going to be, though. Especially with like the holidays coming up. <laughs> I tried Googling like Sister Wives finale. Or like I tried like looking at how many episodes there usually is. But... They have so much more material now than they used to. So it's like, I have nothing to gauge it off of. So I'm like, when's this fucking thing going to be? I know. I mean, usually though, at the end, they'll be like next week on the sister, what in the season finale of, so at least we'll know like the week before. Mm-hmm. At least I'm, I'm hoping. guessing we've got like three more weeks. Yeah. Right. But it's like, is it going to be before the new year? Like, I is think Robin's... so. Yeah. Because Christmas, actually, I think Christmas is on a Sunday this year. Sunday or Monday? It's on a Sunday. So maybe Christmas will be the finale. (laughs) That'd be some crazy shit. Yeah. So we have that coming up. And yeah, you guys know where to find us at this point. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.